So I remember in December of 2012, when the Mayan long calendar was about to expire, thinking how silly it was for people to be so superstitious about this prediction of the end of the world. I also remember that on the day that calendar ended, I went to confession, just in case. (laughs) And I remember that the line that day was longer than usual. So maybe, like Michael Scott on The Office, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I suspect most of us are afraid when we think about the end of the world. We imagine fire and brimstone, the rapture, which isn't really a thing, nuclear war, and all sorts of other scary things. But what if we're looking at it the wrong way around? Rather than looking at what we might lose, maybe we should look at what we stand to gain. Rather than looking at what is ending, we should look at what will be beginning. Instead of looking at what is going, we should look at who is coming. I think this is what the Church is inviting us to do today. We celebrate the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And next Sunday, we will celebrate the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of the Church year, and we begin our preparations for Christmas. Both this week and the first two weeks of Advent, the prayers and the scriptures the Church gives us are focused on the coming of Christ in glory. When Adam and Eve fell into sin and fell out of right relationship with God, all things fell with them. Of course, this is not what God intended when he created the world, and it is not what he intended when he created Adam and Eve. So the collect, our opening prayer that we just heard, refers to this. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe. The Father's will is to bring us all back and bring all things back into right relationship with him. His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, came into the world at Christmas all those years ago to begin that restoration. Before Christ, the world was waiting for that fulfillment. In his life and in his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven, he accomplishes it. And next in that prayer... We say, grant that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Christ has freed us from our sins, from our bondage to them, and made it possible for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. When we render our service to God in right worship, we help to bring about the kingdom on earth. Ironically, our gospel today comes from what seems like one of the lowest points in John's gospel. Christ is being interrogated by Pilate on the morning of that first Good Friday. So why does the church give it to us as we contemplate his coming in glory? Because we know the truth that Pilate couldn't see. Christ Jesus is the truth. He came into the world to testify to it, and we who listen to his voice belong to him. We know that where Jesus is, there is the kingdom of heaven. Where he is, there is life. Our reading from the Revelation of John also shows that we have nothing to fear from the coming of this kingdom. Christ it is who has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom. When the Lord comes to us, sin and death will pass away, and we shall see God as he is in all his glory. And here we come to the reason why we might be afraid. My brother-in-law once put it nicely when his daughter was worried about one of these predictions of the end of the world. He said, I believe that sometime in the next hundred years, I am going to meet Jesus. 
If I'm properly prepared, it doesn't matter if I go to him or if he comes to me. The Lord warns us over and over again in the Gospels that he will come like a thief in the night, and he warns us that we may also be called to him without notice. In either case, whether we go to him or he comes to us, we need to be ready to meet him. And we can do this by living the life of the church. We do this by going to confession regularly, especially if we're conscious of committing a mortal sin. But even so, go to confession regularly. We do this by worthy reception of Holy Communion. And we do this by proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to those who have not yet encountered him. In this way, we will be ready, whether he comes to us or we go to him. And so, if we're ready when the end of the world comes, there won't be much to fear. We stand to gain heaven. Life with God as he created us to live it will begin, and we will see God face to face. If we are ready, we can be like St. John at the end of the book of Revelation and say, Amen, come Lord Jesus. Let us be ready to greet Christ our King. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.